Welcome to the Inglorious Blasters Podcast, the Star Wars Legion podcast talking anything and everything glorious or inglorious about the game. My name is Corey, and with me today is John and Brendan. How's it going, my pee donkeys? <laughs> pee uh, donkeys? Pee donkey. It is a Hutties insult, roughly equivalent to punk. So how's it going, my punks? I love it. I love it. That's got to be the funniest one that you have hit us. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. So is everything in Hutties just end with the an E sound? Starting to feel like it because there's th- th- that and McClunky. I, I mean, another Hutties term is poodoo. <laughs> so That's true. It, it means fodder. So yes. What yes. did you, was it? P donkey? Is that what you said? Yeah, P donkey. P. I'm gonna write it down because it might be something I use tomorrow, just with conversations with friends. Well, you're welcome for that. There you go. Uh. <laughs> so today on the podcast, uh, we came back from PAX, all three of us. So we're going to do a quick recap of uh, our experiences over there. And then we're going to go into new points discussion. So it's finally here, the new points. Lots of spicy stuff. And just so everybody knows, they just came out today. We are recording the day that the points dropped. That's right. You were getting our hottest of hot takes, Probably. 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 Alrighty, so John, how about we start with you? Uh, how was your PAX? PAX was we, good. What were you running? I was running uh, a list that I had spoiled the name of Inglorious Marriage uh, leading up to PAX at our uh, pre-PAX recording. Uh, so yeah, so it was an Anakin Padme list. Pretty spicy. It was pretty much a range 4 gun line. Um, so I had Anakin. He had Push, Saber Throw... Up Close and Personal, and Overwatch. And then you had Padme, Seize the Initiative, Vigilance, and Recon Intel. The Recon Intel was a ad that I had never done before that was just nice to get her uh, just a little bit of extra movement right off the jump to potentially like get her behind some line-of-sight blocking terrain so she didn't have to do a move, quick think. She could just already be in place and do a quick think aim or quick think dodge. Um, so that actually worked out really nicely. And then I had a, uh, Echo and a Strike team, the Pike Kappa with Underworld Connections, so I could run three Pikes with the Range 4 gun, um, two Phase 1s with the DC-15, and one Naked Phase 1. So a lot of Range 4+, plus, basically. So yeah, I will just kind of quickly go through my games. My first game, I got paired with John Bushman, a.k.a. Bushfax, from... Uh, the fifth trooper. Uh, he was running. Let me pull up my game uplink here. Not sponsored by game uplink. Not sponsored <laughs> by game uplink. Well, Not yet. While while John is pulling that up, uh, for anybody who isn't familiar with game uplink, it is a tournament soft uh, tournament software that uh, is being worked on by Six Up Supply and the fifth trooper. Um, it was great to use. At PAX, uh, PAX was the the first major tournament to use it. Um, and if you want to see all sorts of stats, including all the lists that were run and the games and the objectives played, you can just go there and find the tournament and check it out. It's, it's pretty awesome. It yeah, is it was sweet, super easy, very easy to use, and I'm super low tech, so that means a lot. Um, so John was running a 
Leia Luke Lando list with Rebel DLTs, Triple Sniper. So kind of a riff on the DLT spam, but also accounting for all the dodge spam by having three snipers. And then Lando had some interesting things he could do with Luke. All right, so John and I each had 800 points. So we did a roll-off. I won the roll-off, so I was blue player, so we used my deck. Uh, and then objective was hostage exchange, deployment was major offensive, and then condition was minefield. So uh, I ended up losing that game. Pretty much what happened was uh, my hostage got stuck in the middle, and then he was able to be grabbed by Luke, and then it kind of forced me to be super aggro and run Anakin out kind of across the board to either retrieve my hostage or pretty much concede after turn two. So it's kind of a YOLO play. Um, Anakin actually ended up surviving a couple rounds um, and then got taken out somewhere around, I think, the beginning of round five, at which point I conceded because it was pretty much game over at that point because both hostages were over on John's side. So, yeah, I you as blue player with hostage exchange and Anakin Padme. I was hoping for a little bit different of a result, but uh, my hostage kind of got stuck out in the middle. Um, so kind of went in John's favor from that point on, especially once Luke was able to run out and grab him. Uh, game two was against uh, John. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's actually from the store that you did the tournament at in New Jersey, Corey. Um, oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but, um, yeah, Shipwreck Games, that, that's where I met him. Yeah, really nice guy. Um, really fun to play against. And if, and right away he was like, oh, Inglorious Blasters. Like, I know Corey. He came out to our store and, like, wrecked us. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, right on. <laughs> cool, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I certainly did, John. Super uh, no, good cool dude, dude, though. Yeah, cool yeah, dude. he was super chill. I think my first game was a very intense, sweaty game. Um, definitely more of like what I'm accustomed to in like a top cut game, like a top eight single elim situation. So honestly, it was just refreshing after being like on for three hours to kind of have more of a low key chill game. Um, but John was doing an Empire list, uh, double bounty, Boba Din. He had a couple pikes, shores, death trooper squad in there. Uh, we ended up playing hostage exchange on major offensive and clear conditions. So that one was pretty straightforward. My hostage ran back, his ran back, and then Anakin ran out and grabbed his hostage. And that was pretty much the extent of it in a nutshell. Uh, so that was a game two is a win for me. Game three was against a player named Joe Alden. Um, he was playing a Anakin bark list. So 10 act Anakin, triple bark, and then with a clone gun line. I was red player. Interestingly enough, all three of my games uh, were 800 points for both of us. So all three were roll-offs. So I was blue my first and second game and red my third game. So we used Joe's deck. Uh, we ended up on intercept major offensive and war weary so that kind of seemed a little bit like a turn one hurdle if you will for uh for joe because he only had seven scoring units because three of his units were barks um 
So pretty much what I did was I just kind of conceded that he was going to get the center. So he kind of just kept moving his stuff up. And I was just kind of picking it apart with the range four. Um, knowing that I would lose the center but probably take out two or hit three of his scoring squads in the process. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. I took out two of his squads. So he scored the center, but then he was down two activations. And then uh, at the beginning of round three, I took out two of the three barks. Then he was down four activations. And from that point on, I think <laughs> he, was a, he was a very entertaining guy to play with. He's like, well, I'm just going to make you sweat. And he just charged Anakin into my lines, which I did not expect him to do. So that was rather entertaining. Uh, and it did, in fact, make me sweat because I fire supported his Anakin uh, and put eight hits on him, at which point he rolled eight saves. Uh, that's, that's, oh. I, yeah. And I was like, okay, I was expecting to do at least two to three wounds followed by his echo popped out, got two hits on my Anakin after I chased after his Anakin. And then I failed both of those saves. So my Anakin blanked on both of his hits after he had just say went eight for eight. And then I was like, okay, I hope this isn't some like fluky situation where, <laughs> where I lose Anakin or. Or uh, something weird happens where he buries into my army and this just gets flipped on its head. Um, but ultimately, the after many shots at his Anakin, because he was rolling extremely hot, uh, I got him down. And then from that point on, um, I basically went after the center with my Anakin and could kind of ragdoll his troops around once he no longer had a force user and force push to get me out of there. So that ended up being 7-5 in favor of me on intercept. Um, we went all six rounds. It was a good time. Uh, and that was game three. So at the end, uh, pretty much at the end of game three, I was having a little bit of a migraine. Woke up the next day with a migraine, so I ended up dropping day two. Um, so my packs was just the Saturday, and I was 2-1. But I had a great time. Everybody I played was, was awesome, um, as with most Legion players. Everyone's usually super chill, um, even in the sweatiest of games. Um, so I had, a, I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Good job, John. Thank you, sir. Great job. Uh, yeah, so I'll go over how my packs went. So I'm going to go over the games that I learned the most from, which is to say the losses, right? So to not bury the lead. I was playing Blizzard Force. It was the Operative Vader version. I, I, was, playing the, I was playing the mean old boogeyman. I see Brendan shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's it's officer with improvised orders, uh OP Vader with push choke tenacity, uh four speeder bikes, two heavy, uh, HRUs and then two snows with uh one was naked, one had a um one had a medic, right? And I had 21 point bid. So all my games I was blue. So that was nice. Right. So my game two was against Michael Henry. Uh, I believe he got top eight this tournament. So congrats to him. He did. Uh, he's an awesome player. Uh, so we landed on on the flop breakthrough danger close clear conditions. And what he's playing is shadow collective. So he ran like he ran mall four pikes three capos and two Vigo Blackstone enforcers. Right. So I felt like this was like a this is like one of the matchups like I don't want to go into because Blizzard Force struggles against dodge spammy stuff, right? If you have more dodges on my incoming shots and you can produce more and then your danger sense activates, it really stinks to just lay in, lay fire into it, right? So what I tried to do 
was like try and promote a KG situation, but I feel like that went against what Blizzard Force is like really good at, right? It's forcing situations that are not good for your opponent. And I'll I'll, I'll get to what I mean by that in a second. So so I deploy first and it's on danger close. So I place somewhere somewhere on my side of the board and behind a building ultimately trying not to get shot back at from pikes, right? Cuz there's there's a pretty clear fire lane if I deploy on on my side of the board on on danger close. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to really get the snow completely eliminated, right? That's that just sounds bad. And then, you know, he he had divulged mall and then he placed mall in such a way that it's like basically right up in my face and on top of the building. And he had easy access to like jump down from the building and hide behind it in like a pretty safe way. So that's like really threatening. And I had already placed one unit and I look across the table uh, on his side and I could deploy the rest of my troops there, but it is one gigantic funnel. Meaning like, one speeder bike base can like barely fit through this height two building right along the edge so like i'm literally if i want to go that way i would be threading the needle <laughs> right <laughs> um and then you know if i put all my troopers there then uh i literally leave my snow trooper to die right uh and then it becomes uh, a game of nine ten breakthrough that doesn't doesn't seem very good uh so ultimately what I did was kind of balled up and at the middle of round two, I just kind of like, it hit me like a sack of rocks and I went, oh my God, I'm not playing danger close. I'm playing long march. Uh, my big advantage just like went away, right? Me and him talked about it afterwards and he said like Maul was there for bait and I, and like, I kind of like knew it, but like it's bait that you have to like do something about. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it was it was pretty simple after that for him. He got his Black Suns uh, across across the top hand side of the board, and then he deployed his Pikes on the bottom hand side of the board. It was very cagey for like you know the first couple turns, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Maul got in, killed at least one unit of Snows, and then he was at the end of the game he scored three, and I didn't even yeah I didn't even score any because like I couldn't get there in time. Uh, my bikes would have been obliterated so. Oh, well, uh, lessons learned, right? I need to look at the board a little bit better for danger close. Uh, if I'm in that type of situation again, I would probably have to just go like fully at something like just, just not cagey because that just didn't end up working for me. Uh, okay. So then my day two or actually no, still day one, uh, third game against Tim Hannon from Stabcast. So we played payload battle line supply drop. And then I believe he's playing, he's playing triple dewbacks, IG-88. And then he had two pikes and like a, I think he had a capo and then a commander. And then like, I think two shore units and like a Dell hanging out there. So he was like banking on that bounty while the dewbacks would like try and mix it up. Right. So this, this time after the game with Michael Henry, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be cagey. Uh, I'm just going to fly right at your face. So... <laughs> I flew my bikes because it's battle lines and I, I, I could kind of outrange him and uh, a little bit in the beginning, you know, with bikes coming in. So he, so he put out a dewback a little bit early. Uh, that dewback made no saves like at all. So it went down immediately. And then he kept shooting at one of my bikes. Uh, that bike did not want to die for like a turn and a half. 
it was disgusting with its roles. Uh, so he was getting frustrated at that. And then Vader kind of crept up on one side of the, uh, one side of the board with the left-hand side. And he had a do back over there. Vader intercepted that. Uh, I took like three wounds. So it was at this point I played the, for the next turn, I played Vader's might. And there was like a really nice line of sight blocker that Vader could hide behind. But instead I chose to go for like the throat. Uh, so what I did was I pushed the do back away and I got into his, I got into his gun line. And the, the idea is to play master of evil, uh, the following turn, because at that point I'd already killed two do backs and I, th- I think that was it. Maybe, maybe, oh, I also killed a mortar. So I was feeling pretty confident and I was just, I just wanted to, you know, clinch this one out. So Vader had already taken three wounds for the Dubak. He goes in. I didn't get any wounds on the the Vader's might throw from a from a Pike squad, and uh, so I just ended up choking one, the heavy. And then what happened was he just instead of like withdrawing, he stuck. He stayed in there with me. Like, oh, I, I'm missing a part. But basically during that turn, he also aim and punched at Vader rather than withdrawing. That was the idea, because he wanted to use IG-88 to claim a bounty. Uh, Tim claims this was a mistake. Uh, I claim, nope, that was just smart gameplay. So he aim-punched with the <laughs> with the pike, and then dealt two wounds, and then he aim-punched again with that same pike the next round, because he won the roll-off, and I had a dodge. I had five coming in, and then I dodged one, so four. Vader only, Vader only blocked two, so then he was dead. Uh, kind of unfortunate. I was a little, little mad at that. <laughs> Not gonna lie, but that's okay. I, I feel like the takeaway from that is I had a very clear opportunity to just like kill the Dubak that I was already engaged with, and then just hide behind a light of sight blocker, and also get my payload to keep continue moving, because uh, it was very clear that my payload was gonna move and Tim's was not. Um, so yeah, I was, it was a little frustrating. I could have played that a little smarter, but I really, really really thought I had that. Uh, another interesting tidbit was, is I didn't really have time to play Vader's three pip. I instead decided to do overwhelming barrage on turn one. So that might've also screwed me because I did miss one save. That was a surge result. So again, lessons learned my last game. So last game was against Mike Cirillo of Legion 99. So it's kind of funny. We had played a practice game beforehand uh, and Mike talked about it on on their cast as well. Uh, we were both at 17 points before PAX, but then I was like, you know what I hate? I hate being red. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to up my bid, right? So now I have a 21-point bid. Uh, Mike's not excited to play. The flop was absolutely terrible for him. Uh, so we landed on breakthrough, disarray, clear conditions, right? And just really quick, Mike was running like double bounty plus two pikes, plus a naked shore mortar and like a T21 uh, storm unit with two snipers. So it was like 11 X. Uh, so this was, you know, I thought was, I thought this was going to be a boring game and really good for me because what I did was I put all my units in the top right-hand side of my deployment zone. And then I put Vader on the bottom left of my deployment zone. And I, I just put him right behind the line of sight blocker. So he was just chilling out there and the bikes swooped in, uh, to his lone unit on, on the lower right-hand side, because you have to put one in disarray. 
uh, what happened was, is I, you know, I killed that sniper pretty quick in one shot. And then it was just very cagey until like turn three. Uh, Mike knew this because this, you know, so <laughs> he's, a, he's like slowly approaching Vader and he's like, move, stand by, move, stand by. Right. Uh, and I do nothing. Cause like, that's the thing to do. I just have to kill a couple and like, you know, I'm, I'm in the green. I'm in, you know, I win. So Mike knew this and he did a daring play. He's like, all right, I got to make something happen. So here comes Boba. Uh, Boba had hit behind a line of sight blocker um, from earlier on turn two. He moved up to it. And then on near the middle or end of turn three, he, he played rocket and um, Vader, <laughs> Vader took four wounds. Uh, that was pretty bad, right? So that kind of flipped the game on its head because I didn't really have the wounds to afford sitting there anymore. And his gun line was like approaching. Uh, luckily, I had played Vader's Might that turn because I thought he was going to do some like some rash action. action and I was correct. Uh, so then from, from there, it was pretty explosive, right? I'm able to like avoid most like all the standbys and I grab one unit of pikes. I Vader's Might it, it over to me. Uh, it was like a pike squad with a capo and the gun. Uh, I killed four pike models that way. And then I choked the heavy and then I refreshed force choke. And then next round I played master of evil. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice. pretty gross. Um, it, I'm missing, I'm missing some wounds there actually. So he had shot at, he had shot at Vader cause he had gotten a, uh, line of sight on there too. Cause once the Boba rockets came in, he also found a angle with the, with the pike. Um, so Vader was actually on, Vader was on two wounds left when I did that Vader's might play. Uh, so then, the, yeah, the following round, I had a dodge from Master of Evil. The suppression didn't really matter a whole lot. Uh, I just really needed the dodge at the beginning of my turn and I really couldn't afford to play implacable. So there I was, I choke, I choke the pike and I get in, uh, I get into his line. I kill like, uh, the naked, what is it? The naked shore squad. And I, uh, I push in, push in like an officer and I'm like, okay, you're just going to claim the bounty now. So at this point I had killed three. It was like weird math. Uh, so I had killed three of his units, but then he had bounty. So it was like eight and then nine. And then if Vader dies, it's nine to nine on breakthrough. So I had to like, so that was weird. And when I realized I was like, oh, the bikes need to come in and I won't like get into a lot more. Uh, but the bikes zoomed in and tried evening it up and I, you know, I did a fairly decent job of that. Uh, at the end of the game, it ended up being, I had five scoring units. I believe it was five. I believe I had five and then he had five. Oh no, I'm looking at game up link. It was four to four. It was, <laughs> there it is. Wow. What a great app. <laughs> right. It's all yeah. right there. It's all right there. So, uh, yeah, it was four to four to four. And at the, near the end of the game, uh, Mike talked about it on their cast as well. Uh, we had plenty of time. It was the last action. Basically it's like, does Boba Fett go score or does he like, um, or does he shoot? So he ended up, he, the game winning play was to shoot the speeder bike that was left in his face to earn more kill points. So I, I'm trying to figure out a takeaway from this. Uh, I think it's play to your outs. Uh, Mike did. And then, there were a lot of times where I was like, I should just give up, but I didn't. It was a really, really close game. Um, a lot, a lot of fun. Mike's a good dude. Uh, yeah, it was, it was sweaty down to the end. There you go. Uh, and small side note, uh, I got second in painting. So that was fun. 
Best painted army? Woo! Huzzah for me. Great job. Thank you, sir. Thank you. John, you're on mute. I am struggling tonight. <laughs> that's okay. I can edit that out. That's I, that's I had nervous. all my games loaded up on my phone, then I couldn't flip through them on my phone, and yeah. But your army was very sharp, sir. You had a uh, nice picture of it with your trophy showcased on Discord. And not only uh, did it have an amazing paint job, pretty much everything in it was 3D printed. So there was uh, a whole other element to it. That is correct. The only thing that was not was the medical droid. <gasps> well, I, I take all that back. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. That's why you got second. One yeah, medic- pretty much. I I, <laughs> I didn't go the extra droid. I didn't go the extra mile to, you know, to get that last 3D print. <laughs> that's my that's my takeaway from painting, man. Just ugh. Gotta 3D print my way to victory. <laughs> Apparently. Alright, well I guess I'll go uh, and talk about my packs. Um so the list I decided on, uh, I decided to name Inglorious Bid. Because I hated the fact that I did a 19-point bid. I, I hate it, but I knew with this list, uh, the last thing I wanted to do was face a Blizzard Force uh, and be outbid and have to play their deck. Uh, because my list does not like what Blizzard Force likes. Because I ran an Imperial Officer with Improvised Orders and Electrobinoculars. Operative Vader with Burst of Speed, Force Push into the fray and Seize the Initiative. IG-88 with offensive push and targeting scopes, a shore trooper squad with Del Mico and an R4 astromech, uh, shore troopers with the T-21, Imperial comms tech targeting scopes, and emergency transponder, two mortars, and three sniper teams for 10x. Um, before I get into any of my games, I will say... Clearly, I had more repair in my list than necessary. Um, so there was four instances of repeat repair. I never repaired IG-88 because he took a total of six wounds throughout the whole tournament. Because nobody wanted to shoot him because I would just take the wounds away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ideally, they probably shoot the scary man Vader or your other yes. troops. <laughs> yes. Uh, some people decided to shoot uh, Del Mico squad first to, to hopefully get rid of the repairs. Then to they wanted to focus on IG-88. But um, yeah, so apparently a lot of repair on a bounty droid is good because um, then they don't harass it. Um, so uh, I also did play all five games, had a blast, and my opponents were great. Uh Going through my games, I'll go over just some quick highlights for them uh, and either the things that helped sway the game one way or the other uh, or just something crazy that happened. Um, So my first game was against Austin Miller and we played uh, Sabotage the Moisture Evaporators uh, and I was the blue player. He was playing an 11-act Op Vader Pike list. So he out-activated me, but luckily we we're playing Sabotage, which is great as blue player. Uh, you can just sit back, and they have to come to you. Despite me knowing that, that is not what I did. 
Uh, and Austin was taken by surprise at this also, because I ran my Vader at it. So, funny note about this game, we both had Vader, and neither of us actually played Darkness Descends, even though it was in our decks. Uh, which is basically unheard of. Um, this game ultimately came down to the final turn. I was definitely losing on kill points. Um, uh, but I was able to win the roll-off on turn six. Vader's Might versus Vader's Might. Uh, I was able to get my Vader to touch one of his vaps and tap it. And Vader's Might, the only unit that was in scoring range, onto a piece of terrain. However, Austin then Vader's Mighted that unit back down. <laughs> so it could still potentially get to the VAP and, and tap it. Uh, because everybody forgets that Vader's Might can be used on friendly units. <laughs> it's not often seen, but it can be done. Um, there are basically two ways I had to possibly prevent this four-man Stormtrooper unit from getting to the VAP and tapping it for me to lose on kill points. I either have to pull from my bag a core and hope my mortar can uh, get some double suppression on it and it can't roll off because it needs both actions to get there and tap the VAP. Or I can pull IG-88 and hope IG-88 can just do IG-88 things. My first pull... I, I, I can't remember if uh, I had to use improvised orders or not, but I ended up with IG-88. Uh, and then IG-88 just took an aim and shot at the Stormtrooper unit and wiped him out in one shot. Nice. So, yeah. So uh, at that point, uh, we call it because we have all of the rest of our armies to go with, but nobody can interact with the Vaporator at this point. Uh, so great game, um, great opponent. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, round two, I ended up playing against uh, Richard. I'm going to say his last name wrong. Lavery. Uh, he brought the only Veer's Blizzard Force uh, to the tournament. And we ended up playing Hostage Exchange. Uh, which normally would be great for Vader. Uh, it didn't work out quite as well because we were playing Long March. Uh, I was also blue player. And we ended up, uh, I mean, long story short, we both scored the two points for our hostages. The turning point in that game was IG-88 one-shot Veers for the bounty. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yes! Ouch. Yeah, that was a horrible defense roll. Uh, I felt so bad, but I needed that point. Uh, Vader also died in this game. Um, he got punched out by snowtroopers, but after he had gone in and done his thing. Um, and he survived one turn too long on one wound. To actually, you know, That really helped me out. So, a great game. I mean... Four speeder bikes is no joke. 
uh, I, I really had to hide my snipers to make sure that nothing crazy happened with the overwhelming barrage and and it just his his bikes eventually whittled away at me as well as his HRUs but I was able to kill enough I, I would have won on kill points uh, if I hadn't gotten the, the bounty but it was definitely a hard fought game uh, he was a great opponent um, before we continue I want to just uh, give a shout out again to, to both of them because then they also played each other round five uh, and so they they both did great, which really helped my uh, my strength of schedule since we did strength of schedule. Uh, my third game, I ended up playing uh, Bill Grant, uh, and he said this was his first tournament. Um, as uh, the fact that he was at a uh, a two o table for round three in his first tournament is amazing. Um, I mean, my first tournament, I went one and two because uh, I had to play both of you. So, uh, and I You're lost welcome. both of you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, Bill brought a uh, Pike Rebel list. Uh, the only character in it was uh, Mando, uh, and he put Mando in a land speeder with the uh, Amban rifle. This one was also a really close game. The, the most bonkers part of this game is the land speeder got real close to my shore squad with the T-21. And he shot his pistol and flamethrower into the uh, shore squad and got nine hits. Um, nine hits, pierce one, I believe it was. Uh, and my shore trooper squad took two wounds. That's disgusting. It it was <laughs> nice, very nice disgusting. Nice yeah, save. a ridiculous save. Um, and then I believe Mando died the either that turn or the turn after, uh, just from all of my units shooting him in the land speeder. We were playing key positions. Uh, how it ended up working out is he's uh, we tied on one of the key positions. He scored the center key position. And I scored one of the positions, uh, but I had also gotten the bounty with IG. Uh, so I ended up winning that one 2-1. And it was on this beautiful Ewok Village table uh, that I really didn't want to play on because none of my stuff can jump or go over the terrain. Uh, but it ended up working pretty well. Uh, and just... Uh, uh, the other crazy thing, I had a crazy uh, uh, defense roll, as I said, but I also had put nine suppression on a pike unit, uh, and they were probably close enough to run off the board if they uh, failed their uh, rally roll, and they rolled off six suppression. I, even when you suppress the pikes, they don't. <laughs> They're invincible. Uh, but yeah, great game. So uh, end of day one, I'm three and zero, and I was at I was ranked first at the end of the day with strength of schedule, and I hated every minute of it because uh, all three games were just down to the wire. I was thinking so hard, I was exhausted and wanted to do no thinking on <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, luckily, 
uh, Sunday decided to uh, be kind to me and make me not have to think. Because uh, the first game on Sunday, so round four, I get paired against the only list that outbid me that was still undefeated. And that was Kyle Dornbos from the Notorious Scoundrels with his Blizzard Force. As I said, I didn't want to play a Blizzard Force list that outbid me. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, it's rough. And I was, I was proven very correct. Uh, we ended up uh, playing Breakthrough on Hemmed In. Uh, and that was unfortunately the best of the scenarios that I could get out of the deck. I made two really dumb decisions, one with deployment and one with uh, moving uh, a mortar. Uh, so th the game ended up being 10-8 because he killed two of my activations. I mean, there were I barely took any shots at him, uh, and it was it, we just basically toilet bowled. Uh, the big highlight for that game, though was my one mortar that I moved poorly that did die. Uh, it survived at least one shot from a heavy response unit at range four and like five or six shots from speeder bikes before it finally died. Oh, that's that's a lot of fire from that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to make him work uh, for it. There you go. That's a victory. Yeah. yeah. When, when, he, when it finally died, uh, just just uh, to see what happens i just went all right i just want to see if it would have panicked off the board because it finally died and i i rolled it would have panicked off the board it only had four suppression but it was enough so <laughs> so kyle just went well i guess it would have died anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, so great game great opponent just not what my list wanted to see so I'm now three and one uh, going into the last game and I got uh, Keegan Evans from Legion 99 and six up, uh, which was great. Uh, they also talked about it on their cast, but uh, Keegan and I were playing on a table right next to Corey and Mike. So it was a, a podcast off in round five, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and Keegan was playing a, a Yoda list uh, with no pikes uh, you know, the the way that was intended, you know, because pikes are evil. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we ended up playing uh, key positions and rollout. Basically, uh, as with lots of my uh, preferred play styles, I just ran Vader at him. Uh, Vader murdered things. And my attack dice continued to be pretty good. Um we called it at the end of turn, or during turn four, when I killed Yoda, because Yoda, the previous, I think it was the previous turn, maybe the two turns earlier, uh, Yoda had done a fire support into Vader and took one wound off a of deflect. Um, and then I was able to just kind of get Yoda out in the open and fire a bunch of sniper rifle shots and... IG-88 and Delmico's squad into Yoda. Um, eventually Yoda had three wounds left and Delmico's squad decided, you know what, it's time for us to show up and actually be important. And with two aims, I ended up getting all six hits, except that five of them were natural crits. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and 
Yoda still had one dodge, so uh, but he, I mean, I get he used it for deflect, but um, the the one went away to suppression cover the one regular hit. <laughs> right, so he's just using um, it for deflect. Yeah, um, and I believe Yoda did back like a wound, but the rest were basically blanks. Uh, so then Yoda died. Uh, at that point. Uh, he had all three of his barks left. Echo's squad was on one wound. Uh, Five's squad was down to just fives with one wound. And his clone commander still had all of his health. Uh, and I had lost one sniper team and one mortar. And Vader was Ooh. limping around with like one health. <laughs> <laughs> so Very at that nice. point, we just we just called it... Um, and, but great game, lots of fun. There was a lot of panicking on my end when uh, Vader got fire supported into, and I was just going, all right, I already went with him once because it was the implacable turn. Can I get lucky and pull him from the bag again so he doesn't get fire supported a second time? Uh, and that is why you bring improvised orders, because I was able to get him on the second pull. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, um, end of the day. I'm 4-1 and with strength of schedule because uh, my opponents went 5-0, 4-1, uh, and 2-3-2s. I had the best strength of schedule for all of the 4-1s uh, because there was only one 5-0, and I uh, somehow ended up in second place. Woohoo! Good job, Brendan. Good job, Brendan. I did Representing. Think. I've, I've never broken uh, top eight at a, a major event, and this had 56 people. Uh, and so. you just get top two, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job. That's one a, hell of a way to do it. A glorious result. I think that's result. better than either of you have done. <laughs> this, is, this is correct, yes. <laughs> Got him. Got him. All right. No, gr great job, dude. Yep. Uh, I want to give two more additional shout-outs, because uh, we did join in on all of the uh, fun giveaways uh, of which there were a great many um, and thanks to to Nick for doing this whole thing uh, and to everybody else who donated uh, prizes because that, that Keegan game I walked away with a snail tank so now I have two snail tanks uh, still in plastic wrap but I now <laughs> have two snail tanks so alright so if you take your two snail tanks, build them, you're going to fight against my two snail tanks. This is going to be great. All right. There we go. There you go. But, um, yeah, uh, we did give away two things. Um, one was kind of a – I decided on it, you know, during the tournament. Uh, but the one we had mentioned on our last cast was we were going to give away a token set, uh, order token set that we made up in Glorious Blasters logo on it. Uh, and we were going to, and I didn't say what the stipulations were to win that token set on our last cast. Uh, we decided, because this was a big enough tournament, it seemed likely somebody was going to go winless. Uh, that whoever went winless and stuck it out for five games and had the lowest SOS was going to get the tickets, uh, get the tokens. Uh, so shout out to uh, Rob McLeish for sticking it out at going 0 and 5. Gotta love somebody who just keeps coming playing the game there's nothing more glorious than that so he got a token set from us 
Oh, you stole so. what I was going to say. Yeah, there is there is nothing more glorious than that. We need players like Rob to continue to show up and, you know, more more fresh new faces to grow the community, right? This is this is a great game, and I feel like, we, you know, uh, I, want, I want to see the best for this game. So we I love seeing all the new faces. So thanks for coming out, Rob, and I hope you enjoy your new token set. Yep. Uh, and then the kind of why not giveaway. Also, I also got made some... Uh, card sleeves uh specifically for your command hand so i thought let's give away a, a, a card sleeve set uh and we just decided you know what we'll give it to whatever uh you know list we like and for whatever reason um so we decided on giving the uh, card sleeves away to uh mark mazina because he's the only person who brought grogu <laughs> you absolute madman <laughs> uh, kudos for bringing Grogu. It's amazing. Uh, at, you know, I, I ended up catching, you know, talking to him a little bit uh, and hearing other people talk about the games. And everybody just kept saying, "Man, the hand thing's so much better than I thought." <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to try that one out too. The hand thing. It seems it seems good. Yeah, uh, I forget who he said he was playing. Uh, who was playing him? But he said he encountered a saber throw from anakin fire support and he did the hand thing and so with impervious he's rolling extra dice to deflect back (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so i think he said he ended up doing like two three damage back to anakin with deflect for that so amazing yeah that would be that would be (laughs) terrible as the anakin player i would be pretty upset by that yeah it, it seems fun glad he showed up and brought it uh, and he ended up uh doing pretty well at two and three it makes you think awesome. twice to fire support if you know your opponent has the hand thing yeah not to mention he gets what like two dodges from that card yep 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 plus potentially the independent dodge so you're talking three potential deflects <laughs> If not more, if he takes another dodge on his turn. Seems good. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, uh, any other thoughts on PAX, gentlemen, before we wrap that one up? I think just a shout-out to Nick again. I mean, he is a madman with the amount of terrain that he has, that he carts pretty much himself to these venues. Uh, I know he had a bunch of people help set up, but just the fact that he carried everything in, all the terrain is beautiful, all 3D printed and painted by him. Um, so I don't think, I can't think of anybody else that has done as much for the Star Wars Legion community as him. So just a shout out to Nick. He puts on great events. Thanks, Nick. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, I want to give one final shout out, and that'll be to uh, somebody else we've talked about on the cast before, Sam McHenry, who also got top four. So congrats, Sam, with a... Uh, republic list the only republic list in the top eight see republic's fine (laughs) they don't they don't need any changes right guys well that's perfect because we didn't get any so (laughs) that's That's not true that's not true i see some i see some point changes (laughs) you know what let's just transition over there (laughs) you like that transition (laughs) there you go that might be the best transition we've ever done (laughs) super smooth we're ruining it (laughs) (laughs) No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
Alrighty, so since we brought up Gar, we might as well talk about Gar first. Um, so thank you, AMG, for blessing us with these point changes. Uh, John, do you want to rattle off some of these uh, changes? Sure, yes. Yeah. So I will go through the Gar changes. So first we have ARC Troopers. This is the full ARC squad going from 76 to 72 points, so a four-point reduction, which is nice. Then you have the ARC Trooper Strike Team. They went from 27 to 24, which is a three-point reduction. So essentially the Strike Team goes from 58 to 55, or Echo would go from 69 to 66. I think that one is, I mean, it's nice to get the three points. It really, where they struggle is their lack of high velocity or critical. So the three points is kind of okay. I'm hoping to see when we get some further clarification regarding errata or card updates that they get a little bit more help um because the three points is nice like i said but you know you'd really like to see them that's not really the the problem it's more of their lack of critical and high velocity although we'll get into the fact that dodge spam took a big big nerf which is why they kind of struggle um so we'll hit that when we go through the shadow collective updates uh, phase two clone troopers, they got a two point reduction from 62 down to 60. Uh, and then there's a couple reductions for phase one heavies. The DC 15 went from 26 to 24, so minus two. The DP 23, or as I like to refer to as the shotgun, went from 22 to 20, so two points there. And then the Z6 on the phase one trooper specifically went from 23 to 22, so one point there. And then a lot of the uh, the phase ones really got a lot of help um, with uh, some of the specialists. The clone commander upgrade went from 20 down to 18, which is two points. The clones com tech went from 12 down to 11, which is a one point. Clone engineer 18 to 14, uh, so four points there. And the clone medic from 20 to 15, so minus five there. That one is probably the most interesting because I think... Having that medic uh, go from 20 to 15, you might see a little bit more play out of it, specifically in Jedi list. Um, it is only a retreat, a uh, treat one. So dissimilar to all the other medics, it only has one heal as opposed to two, but it's also able to contribute dice to the attack. It's not a non-combatant like some of the other medics are. So essentially you're paying five points more for... Uh, for that extra wound because the extra body's 10 points so i like that one i actually i will take a second look at it um whereas before it's something that i wouldn't even consider at 20 points and then any help on the phase ones is nice um it'll be really interesting to see though how everything shakes out with the errata as far as like clone trooper keyword exemplar keyword when looking at building like anakin padme list um i'll let you guys go into some of the uh, generic card upgrades but overall I mean it's nice to see some of the discounts but immediately I tried to apply them to my two competitive lists which is Yoda Barks um, which essentially went from 789 to uh, like 812 because I went down a couple points from the phase ones but gained a ton of points on some of Yoda's cards um, as well as the uh, the Pike points increases which you guys can go through and then my anakin padme list went from 800 to like 824 or something like that but again mostly because of the pike so 
A lot we don't know because we don't have the errata, but at face value, at least looking at the clone trooper specific stuff, uh, it's nice to see some good point reductions. And I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that the ARC troopers see a little bit more help on that DC-15 rifle because um, that'll kind of bring them right back into uh, playability. Um, which right now it's still, you know, the three points is nice, but they're 55 points, so they're still, I look at them as like, okay, the barks are still more flexible for a lot of objectives that you'd be playing. Um, but yeah, so overall I would say I, I would, you know, it's okay. That's, that's good. Would you, would you say it's, would you say it's glorious? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so mean. No, I mean, I, I've, well, I, I, was, I, think it, I think this is fine. Like, I think the like, challenge is for a year I have I have exclusively played Gar competitively. Like I collect all four and I'll periodically play all the factions. So I think all Gar players were hoping for something much more substantial. Uh, so to see all my competitive list go up in points, net, um, that was a little yeah, discouraging. So, so. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get and yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Some, yeah, yeah. Some final thoughts, but yeah, we'll 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 continue going through it. Um, well, I just want to add on, I, John. I know you said a lot for the the phase ones, but I just want to reiterate, just for our newer players, that the clone commander, comms tech, clones engineer, and medic also can go in phase two squads. I was actually wondering that. So, okay, cool. Thanks for that clarification. You know, I <laughs> I don't think I knew that. I don't think maybe yeah. it's just because I haven't played phase twos in a year, so <laughs> I don't even okay, look clone, at them. I don't know if it's a thing, but clone medic and a phase two, you know, with the reliable, uh, seems good, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I'm looking on tabletop admiral now. Again, mm-hmm. set after the the uh, cl- clone faction got hit, well, basically stomped into the ground via nerfs. I don't think I have played a phase two since the last points update and errata. Well, time to so, time to bring them out. Time to bring well, them out. I have some beautiful looking phase twos. I'm I'm happy that I might be actually. And, well, I'll let you guys do your thing because I I've got some five oh first thoughts as well. But I just gotta say, if you're playing phase twos, a generic phase two is thirteen points. Now you can get a medic for fifteen. Yeah, so. seems like a win. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, Brendan, do you want to go in like Empire and maybe Mercs? Yeah. Um, Empire, we only see two changes. Um, one of them is that the uh, Shore Trooper Mortar Team went from 38 to 40 points, so they went up two points. And the Death Trooper Heavy Weapon Upgrade, the DLT-19D, uh, went from 34 to 30 points. So... A decrease of four points, which is nice to see. That that gun was definitely overcosted. Um, Death Troopers, or what we talked about in our last episode, um, so uh, either they listened or they already realized it uh, that they were overcosted. Oh, they uh, listened just a little bit. <laughs> so, thank you, community. That, that was all because of that last episode. <laughs> so no, but this is definitely you know, an awesome change. So this is great. Great, great change. Um, uh, it's it's a great gun. Um, Thirty points still maybe feels like a little too much, but I mean it's it's definitely more fair than thirty four. Looking at the Mercs, um, they gave us four changes. Um, 
the Pike Syndicate Capo Commander went from 45 to 48, so three-point increase. The Pike Syndicate Foot Soldiers went from 40 to 44, so a four-point increase. The Black Sun Vigo Upgrade went from 18 to 20 points. And the Pike Syndicate Capo Upgrade went from 16 to 18 points. So both of the upgrades for that Extra Courage 2, they also give them a rely, Reliable? Is that what they do? Um, or yes. a Surge Token or whatever. Yep. Um, two points for each of those to go up. Uh, clearly they decided that having a lot of extra tokens needs to have more points. Uh, Seems I, I fair. Think, uh, no one's surprised. It's fair. When we get into the generic upgrades, it'll seem even more fair. So, Corey, how about uh, CIS? Yeah, that's right. So, for CIS, uh, we got two changes. And boy, are they a doozy. <laughs> so, for the nose-mounted ion blaster on the the spider dwarf, uh, the spiders, right? It yeah. used to be 10, and now it costs 25. So, a 15-point uh, increase. Ouch. Fair. But uh, that's kind of needed, because if they nerf... Uh, other things that kind of pushed spiders out of the meta, such as pikes, then like it would go back to kind of like the droid meta, right? Where spiders and Magda Guard, you know, they just kind of plink away at range four. Um, so this was a neat change. 25 points. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say I'm never going to take spiders again, but I, I'm like really considering taking staps instead of like, um, instead of spiders at this point, because they're much cheaper and i love speeder bikes now so uh see you later spiders <laughs> uh so then for the magna guards they got their their heavy weapon um changed their rps six it used to be 28 now it's 34 so six points increase uh that was the only weapon magna guards took uh because like the the whip you had to get really close into melee the rps is just really really flexible um yeah, it's just an overall really good gun and definitely needed to go up. I think you still take it, even with the points increase. Like, if you're taking Magna Guard, it, it's it's really good. It's very flexible, goes into armor, got critical one. Um, very useful. I have to say, with these two changes, I appreciate that all they did was affect the upgrades and not the unit themselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a, it's a good place to hit it. Because we've seen in past updates where the unit as a whole gets hit with points as well as the upgrades. So the fact that they only touched the upgrades that were everywhere it is nice to see. And then let's go over the, some of the neutral upgrades, right? So these got, these got hit a lot. I think vigilance used to cost five. Now it costs 12 Oof. difference of seven points. Uh, that's kind of needed. Dodge spam was kind of all over the place with pikes rebels. Um, even force users getting to hold on to their dodge. I, I'm not saying they were a problem, but they're also affected. Um, so if you really, really want to hold on to those dodges, it's going to cost you now. Uh, burst of speed from 3 to 10. Uh, so that one's an interesting one to me because like only a couple force users took that. Uh, it is a very, very powerful engagement tool. So I'm glad. I mean, I think I'm glad to see it go up, but man, Commander Vader just does not like to see 10 points on that <laughs> yeah 10 10 points feels like a lot uh however 
this is only part of the updates they're giving us. Uh, I'm like holding out that you know making it ten points means it's not an exhaustible because ten points for an exhaustible feels like quite the tax. Yeah. Even though it is really good, um, I'm hoping with the errata um, that we will see them changing it. Maybe it's like a a two time use thing or something, but not a not a one time thing. Yeah. Uh, so then, <laughs> you know, the meta shaking grappling hooks from one point <laughs> to two points gets the award you, for strange. You don't know update. how upset I am. <laughs> So right. clearly think... they were in my head thinking about all the ways you can use snow troopers to just go up buildings, shoot and go back down. So yeah, th- this is obviously meta breaking. Um, it's <laughs> just going to ruin everything. I I think this might, I'm, I'm like super reaching and super guessing, but this might have to do with like how some of the rules interactions might change like, or they they might tweak something like in the upcoming rules updates, right? So maybe they were like, "Wow, grappling hook seems like a value at one." <laughs> so that that's what I'm thinking this is. Uh, so then rounding out the other ones, we got offensive push going from four to six, situational awareness going from two to four, tenacity going from four to six, and then up close and personal going from uh, five to eight. All right. So overall overall nerfs to offensive and defensive capabilities, but. I mean, like, those are the ones you see used most often in the training slot, right? Yeah. Tenacity's been staple to a lot of melee units because it's just super good. Yeah, uh, situational awareness is yet a, another nerf to the, the dodge spam. I'm just making sure that, the especially rebels, can't do their best pike impersonation, you know, with the deal with the captains and the situational awareness. Um up close and personal, another. I mean, it hasn't been around very long, you know, only about six months. But I mean, a three point upgrade for something that is giving out more dodges um, makes sense. Um, you know, they're they're clearly trying to help push down all of the dodges with these changes, because. Um, this game's fun uh, when you roll dice and things actually happen, uh, and dodges stop that from actually happening. That's just my take. Yeah, very true. Cool. So again, like we don't know much um, what's to come in the future. So there are f- future like article uh, updates coming out later. So I like I, I don't want to like come to many conclusions, but yeah, it's uh, I'm looking forward to whatever they put out, right? Because so I think we only have a fraction of the picture here. Yeah, uh, uh, I'd say we have one fifth of the picture uh, because they have announced four additional dates uh, of latest rule updates coming: twelve uh, December twelfth, December fourteenth, December nineteenth, and December twenty-first. All having more updates, um, and, and they're uh, according to their Twitter, they're actually going to be articles. So uh, I'm interested to see what they uh they have to say and um i'm sure i'll have to be doing a lot of reading for the uh, the group here <laughs> oh that's right yeah I, we john and i still can't read <laughs> i just started phonics it came in the mail soon i'll be <laughs> soon i'll be unstoppable <laughs> 
Oh, man. Too good. Any other final thoughts on these uh, points updates, gentlemen? No, it it's really hard to... I mean, they're they're almost like out of context without any errata attached to them or rules updates. Like the arcs, for example, that I kept referencing earlier, if they're 55 points and now their card says high velocity or critical, that's awesome. But if they're 55 points and there's no other changes to them, then it's kind of like, meh, you know? So it really depends on uh, some of the reworks, especially like, like I was thinking... Rex would get a points drop, and I mean, there's a, a number of Gore things that I was thinking you'd see a little bit of a reduction in. But at the same time, if Rex's card comes out and now he has direct clone trooper or take that clankers, kind of goes back to not full on what it used to be before, but kind of gets a little bit of a retune, then it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm happy, I'm fine with him being 100 points. So there's just so much we don't know. Um, like Brendan said, we have like one fifth of the picture. So it's really hard to give a full on assessment of something when you don't know, you know, what the card's going to say, what the errata is going to say, what clone troopers going to say in the case of Gar or Exemplar with Anakin Padme. Um, so the points are somewhat out of context at this point. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm excited. I wish I didn't have to digest it in four separate, uh, articles and it could be a little bit more all at once but uh you know we'll see definitely keeps you engaged so the community engagement it will be there if you have to tune in four separate times <laughs> well i gotta say i really like this points update because it feels very minimalistic uh you didn't hear us talk at all about the rebels no points changed in the rebels the only thing that change that affected rebels were some upgrades so and you know we had barely any changes for the empire and cis um it was just a couple small things uh we talked the most about the republic because they had a lot of points decreases because they were paying for the the sins of their past uh you know the majority of the points changes were either kind of retracting previous nerfs or nerfing things that are currently good uh, but most of that tax is going to upgrades which I think is great because you can still build the same army you just have to come up with new strategies around it uh, you're not going to have the same upgrades necessarily but for the most part you can still build something very similar you just have to play it differently nothing crazy happened here yeah yeah these are these are small but good changes like right um removing some of the the key troublemakers right like pikes vigilance stuff like that overall pretty positive um yeah i'm excited to see more see more of those articles all right gentlemen well how about we land this ship i think we've been talking a while let's do it there's a ship to land Yes, the ship has to land. It's a kite. (laughs) It's a small kite. (laughs) We're hanging on by a string. (laughs) Alrighty, everyone. I'm Corey. I'm John. I'm Brendan. I've now officially placed better than John and Corey at a tournament. Okay, get him. Come on. Come on. (laughs) I have to. If you liked this episode and would like to interact with us, please like our page on Facebook. Search for 
The Inglorious Blasters, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Follow us on Instagram at SWL Inglorious Blasters. Subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting app. Please give us a rating and maybe leave a review. It would really help us out. Stay glorious, everyone. <laughs>